0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have awesome news for you. Our partners at online they continue to get it done as the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. The latest odds, news, sports developments, you name it, from Major League Baseball to the fights with the upcoming NFL betting you can do. As training camp has been here for a little while now, BetOnline has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and of course, the Super Bowl. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. You get the bonus, you get into the action with Bet Online, where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry. With over 25 years of experience, their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Rosie's Corner, Bowers & Company CPA's MyHotTub.com. And Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State tax efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today at advisors.massmutual.com. I have a cool crossover podcast from the Panmonium Podcast, built in Buffalo Podcast Network, um, <clears throat> where I really dive into some training camp uh, issues with the Bills, uh, news and notes, competition battles, the rookies uh, trying so hard not to just jump on that hype train with the, with three specific rookies. Um, You know, talk about the ascension of different things, different guys, competition, breeding amazing things, and you have to credit Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott on that. So you'll hear that momentarily. First, though, I wanted to spend a couple of minutes on the Yankees and, you know, why do people want them to hold on to prospects? Seriously, what is the point for the Yankees at this point? I'd rather have them be 25 to 30 or so in terms of rankings and, uh, you know, for the minor league system and, and win more. I mean, and I'm not saying you can win every year, but, like, win more. You know, win more pennants even. You know, win a couple extra World Series here and there. I mean, Anthony Volpe, Peraza, Jason Dominguez, Austin Wells, Ken Weldichuk. I mean, like, are these any of these guys going to do anything? The Yankees have proved under Brian Cashman in the analytical era that they can't develop anybody. They haven't developed a starting pitcher since Andy Pettit, technically. Everybody else has been a bust. And Luis Severino is exactly that right now. He's a bust. And they paid him. <laughs> uh, they go out in free agency and get pitchers. They trade for, for pitchers. During the dynasty years, remember, they went out and got David Cohn. They went out and got Jimmy Key. They went out and got, you know, David Wells. They traded David Wells for Roger Clemens. Like, they signed El Duque Hernandez, you know, out of Cuba. Like, I, they haven't developed a pitcher. I wish they would, for sure, you know. I wish they would develop a pitcher, but, you know, this this, this is just, it, it's insane. I mean, it's, you know, and the prospects, where are the prospects going to go? John Carlos Stanton's contract, you have Aaron Hicks log jamming things. I, I don't know. I mean, do you sign Andrew Bennett to any long term? I don't know. I mean, is Aaron Judge, are they going to sign him? You know, how much is that going to cost him? I wouldn't give him 10 years and 400. But, you know, how much is he going to cost? Is, he, is he, Maybe he'll be a four or five or six year kind of guy who will make $350 million. I don't know. I mean, both sides know that they need each other. But, like, why are we hanging on to Austin Wells? You know? I mean, clearly you can patchwork catcher. You've done it for a long time. You're doing it right now with Trevino and Higashioka, right? Shortstop position you've can you figured out with IKF. I mean, I wouldn't mind the Yankees just bringing him back. Like, if you can go get Juan Soto, that's my point. Like, Luis Castillo is now a Mariner. I get it. But if you can go get Juan Soto, I'd give up all the guys I just mentioned for him at this point. Because Juan Soto is a guaranteed thing. And by the way, if Jason Dominguez was this good, at 19, he'd already be up. Vladdy was up. Harper was up. Acuna was up. All these guys were up. (laughs) You know, they were all up. All right, coming up right here, I have a great episode. Pandemonium Podcast from the Bill Tim Buffalo Podcast Network. I dive deep into training camp storylines, scary moments for the Bills here recently, and uh, some other things going on. Uh, as we move through the program. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends over at Welch & Company Jewelers, Brewerton Ace Hardware, Bowers & Company CPAs, and Carvel of North Syracuse. Make sure you hop on over to Carvel of North Syracuse for that sweet treat right now. Ice cream cakes available for any occasion. And also a big tip of the cap, thank you to the Swan & Whitaker families, Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare, and our friends at Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Here we go. Pandemonium, baby. Boy, DM3, and you're listening to Pandemonium with Mike Lindsley on the Buffalo Bills, exclusively on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. What is up, Bills Mafia? Mike Lindsley, back with you here on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. It is the Pandemonium Podcast. Man, we have so much to get into. It's going to be my first guest-free show. Here on the platform, I'm going to dive into um, scary moments last week uh, at, at camp with uh, you know, Hyatt and, and, and Allen. Um, I'm going to get into a, a bunch of stuff in terms of the, the rookies and some things that I'm seeing there. Uh, I'm going to get into you know the camp battles and competition and why I just love that. And I wanted to highlight a couple of things as well, uh, you know kind of news and notes things uh, towards the end. So, again, thank you so much for listening. It's the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, Bill's Mafia, best fan base in pro sports. And, oh, by the way, you can go follow us all over the social platforms. We are bringing you seven days a week Bill's content, morning, noon, and night. You name it, we're doing it, video, audio, articles, everything in between, Go subscribe to our YouTube page at Built In Buffalo and hit us on Twitter at Built In Buffalo underscore, and you can also hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports as well. All right, let's get into this thing. First things first. Pretty scary last week with Micah Hyde. <laughs> Pretty scary with Josh Allen. You know, at Oliver, you know, r- running into him and and Allen. It looked at first really, really bad according to many people. I mean, I'm not at at camp. Um, and you know, it, it's one of those things in camp that, you know, what do they say, right? Like you want to come out totally and utterly healthy. That's your goal in camp. You know, I, I hear too much garbage, um, about one-on-one battles and he's progressing and he's, he's, uh, bringing physicality and, uh, he passes the look test and, uh, all those sorts of things. Now, listen, Are guys growing? Is that what camp is all about? Sure. Are there a few signals that you can get in July about a guy that you don't know about? Who you don't know about? Sure. Great. You can. But if you're telling me what the A number one most important thing is, it's absolutely positively health. It's ability, right? It's your ability to be available. The best ability is availability, okay? And Micah Hyde went up, went down, you know, the cart and all that, you know, took him off. Um, it, it was it was a really hard landing. Um, but those are just things that are happening. And, you know, as I record this, some things might happen before you hear this episode also. There might be more things like this at training camp. Um, but, you know, I, I just think at this particular point, and I was joking with the guys on a, on a message thread, you know, just cancel practice at this point, you know, and, you um, uh. And many others were joking about that as well. Uh, But just stay healthy. Like, just try and stay healthy. And if you can, I mean, listen, pads are on and all that. If you can somehow, some way, you know, avoid certain things. It's kind of like the Allen run thing, right? I had said this a couple of years ago and people thought I was crazy. I wasn't saying completely and utterly stop running for Josh Allen. I was saying Brian Dayball needed to, you know, eliminate or at least certainly decrease the frequency in which the design runs were called for Josh Allen, the read options, the QB sneaks, uh, the shotgun QB runs, all that sort of stuff. I thought to myself, man, you know what you're doing when you call extra runs on, you know, for Josh Allen, and this can be for any quarterback. It's not just Josh Allen. Um... You are absolutely, um, you know, increasing your chances of your best guy and your elite franchise quarterback getting hurt. You're increasing the chances. Could anybody get up in the morning at St. John Fisher College and slip and injure themselves in the bathtub? They could, you know, they could. Could have a freak accident. They could be sitting down, you know, video games and wake up the next morning. How many times have we heard that with athletes, right? Oh, he has a pulled muscle on his back. He was playing video games for six hours. Um, you know, somebody could sleep on something wrong and wake up and there could be a little twitch, right? There could be something that felt a little banged up at training camp the day before they didn't feel it, kind of got over it, uh, wake up the next morning. And all of a sudden it's 10 times worse. There's freaky things that can happen no matter what, if you don't call extra, uh, you know, if you don't call extra run plays for a quarterback, but the chances of your guy staying healthy, I think go up if you decrease the frequency in which those guys, you know, in in which he would, he would run it. So, you know, Micah Hyde's hip glute injury, um, you know, it, 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 we need Micah Hyde in there, (laughs) you know, we need him in there. Um, And, you know, it was a scary deal. Um, Trainers had to, you know, come onto the field and help him. He walked off on his own power, of course, with a bit of a limp. Um, And the safety, Eventually did take the cart ride to the locker room because of kind of not just precautionary reasons, but of course, you know, the distance traveled to get him to, um, you know, the, the locker room and, and sort of rehab area at St. John Fisher. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we have a lot of time left until the season starts. Um, I say a lot of time, but really time flies. So it's kind of both. But I say a lot of times in terms of the amount of days that a guy can, can, can you know, recoup. Uh, these are the professional athletes are the best athletes in the world. Um, You know, one thing that I I think I wanted to really dive into um, with this team is the rookies. And it's really, really, really hard, really hard to not just start getting gaga and crazy and hyped up about three guys. Okay. And those three guys are in no particular order, right? Right. Uh, uh, Kair Elam, the cornerback, who they drafted in the first round out of Florida. Uh, James Cook, the running back from Georgia, who they drafted and many people think absolutely positively stole. And then the other guy would be a wide receiver who is just fast and shifty and seems to be perfect for this offense, much like Sky Moore is going to be for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that would be Khalil Shakir. Kyer Elam is bringing a, and now I'm going to go to the things that I mentioned that, you know, I don't care about much in July. Again, only when you compare it to health. Health is number one coming out of it. However, those other things do exist. I don't go as crazy as others for them. I recognize them and I move on. Kyer Elam is bringing it in camp. Now, there's a couple reasons for that. One he wants to prove himself. Two, you know, he's going up against Stephon Diggs, one of the best wide receivers in the game, and that's the test for him early. I mean, you know, when you have a really good football team and you've got guys on both sides of the ball, you're you're practicing against guys who may very well be, and, and, and in Diggs' case is absolutely the case, they may very well be you know, more difficult to, you know, deal with than anybody you're gonna see in the regular season. Okay? There's a couple of teams the Bills will see who have some weapons equal part to digs, but not many, right? And so Elam's got that. It's also, I think, rookies coming in, and we've seen this under the McDermott Bean era, um, that guys are just so in tune and 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 ready from the get-go and you know that they've had their visits with the coaching staff and players before camp and they just want to come in and because the culture is the way it is the most overused word you know in football but because the culture is the way it is the team bonding and building and all that and something that they've done a great job with is competition battles and I'll get to that in a minute as well but it's the it's the competition of of it all as well these guys are competitors anyway but Bean and McDermott have added a layer of extra competition to many, many positions through the years. This is a team that likes to draft, develop, and keep, right? Look at it. Draft, develop, and keep. Tremaine Edmonds is on that trajectory. Ed Oliver's on that trajectory. Dawson Knox is on that trajectory, right? Uh, Taron Johnson <clears throat> has already been, you know, on that trajectory. Dane Jackson is on that trajectory, right? There are a lot of guys. Matt Milano is on that trajectory, right? There are a lot of guys who are on that Josh Allen's beyond that trajectory, right? Uh, Draft, develop, keep. Draft, develop, keep. Gabe Davis is on that trajectory, right? There are a lot of guys on this roster who they have drafted. They're hoping Zach Moss can be that and or Devin Singletary, Although I think I think both could be gone at the end of this year based on production for Moss and then Devin Singletary with his situation uh, contractually, I mean, the open market could command six to eight million for him, and you're never going to pay him that now, granted, Devin Singletary could be in a position where we thought you know the bills were. Um, you know, an off season ago. Oh my goodness, they're up against the cap, and oh, they're not going to be able to keep any. They're not going to be able to do this and do that. And do, you know, four or five cuts later, restructuring of this here. uh, You know, signing bonuses uh, moved into an area. Da da da. You know, prorating. I oh look, there's Von Miller. You know, oh look, we're keeping this person, that person, right. So it can be done. You know, it can be done. Um, I would also tell you that this the salary cap probably acts as the most underrated and most overrated thing in all of sports, right? It's underrated from the sense that you can't talk about it enough because it's the NFL, and it's overrated from the sense that you can cut anybody at any time. A lot of that money might you know, go to other places, and it might not be a great decision, but you can't say, well, we just can't do anything with our roster. We just can't do anything saving money. You can do anything you want. You know, if the Bills were to... Win the Super Bowl this year if they were to, they could just cut Von Miller. Be like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll give him the money that he was guaranteed, but we already maxed out Von Miller because we just won a championship. Now we need all of that money to pay Ed Oliver, Termaine Edmonds, Dawson Knox, you know, one of three, you know, I don't singletary, you know, Poyer, um, you know, the one of those two guys, you know. So you can cut anybody at any time. And so the NFL, with the salary cap, I mean, that's just that's just a reality. So I just think that these rookies, again, I'm, I'm trying not to, you know, pay for a, a ticket on the hype train. Um, but it, it is, you just can't deny it. I mean, James Cook's ability at 5'11", 200 pounds, to be a catch it, run it, Every single time he touches the football could go to the house type of threat. That's a big thing. That's a big thing that the Bills have been missing. And it's hard to say that a team's been missing a lot the last couple of years when they've been knocking on the proverbial Super Bowl door. I mean, the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, I get it. They were the new kid on the block. And they lost that game. They lost it by a good margin. And it was probably like an arrival thing for, you know, for KC. Like, okay, here we go. Like, they've arrived. You know they're they're back. Um, you know they're they're a team that's you know going to be around for a long time. You're going to you know you're going to have to deal with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you're going to have to deal with Andy Reid. Uh, this is a team that you know is just better than us, right? That's that's what you kind of looked at with the Bills, right? Like that team's just better than us, you know, without a doubt. And you know the Chiefs had won the Super Bowl in 2019. They had won Super Bowl 54. Um, They probably, you know, they were down double digits, probably should have lost that Super Bowl, (laughs) you know. And then they come back in the AFC Championship and win and beat Buffalo, and then they go back to the Super Bowl. You know, the 49ers had the Chiefs beat probably, well, maybe not beat, but they they had them in, in a pretty good spot, you know. But Kansas City lived, you know, they lived on the edge all year with that. I mean, they were down double digits to multiple teams in the postseason. And, you know, they came back every single time, you know, and then, you know, obviously, you know, the year after, you know, they lose to Tampa um, and Kansas City is going to be a problem for years to come. They have too good of a a front office with Brett Veach. They have too good of a coaching staff led by Andy Reid. You know, they have uh, they they just have they just have too much, um, you know, too much there. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, there's just there's just too much too much there. Uh, they have weapons. They can draft well. Um, they have bona fide Hall of Famers in Kelsey and Mahomes. Uh, you know, even without Tyree Hill there, I think they're going to be a problem this year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, so we'll see. But as far as going back to the proverbial window for the Bills and and knocking on that door, right? Um, there's no, there's no question in my mind that that game was kind of one that you could look at and go, okay, okay. Like the bills were close. This season was nice. They kind of came out of nowhere, took advantage of no fans in a way, beat a lot of good teams. Josh Allen is, is here, right? He's finally here. And the chiefs are just better than us. Okay. The year after that, after the bills, remember this bills team a season ago, it's hard to remember this, I know, but if you go back to 2021 and you go back to, is this even a playoff team, right? Like they're definitely not handling the expectations and all the rest. After that Tampa Bay game where they lost in overtime, where they battled back, which was the signature game of the year based on setting other things up for the rest of the campaign, they were only seven and six. The playoffs looked a little murky. And then they proceeded to beat Carolina handily, beat New England handily, beat Atlanta handily, and beat the Jets handily. They won four games to end the year at 11-6, and six, won the division. All those games were won by double digits. And then they go to the postseason, and we know what happened. They had the Chiefs beat. They should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. They should have hosted the playoff game um, you know, for the AFC Championship game at home. We know that. 13 seconds. We know. Um, so they've knocked on the door. And it's hard to think of a team that has knocked on the door repeatedly and you go into a 2022 campaign with the offseason they had, the draft they had, with the continued development, they have superstars across the board. Wow, they're missing pieces. They're missing a bunch, right? They're missing even more than two things, right? Well, they were certainly missing one thing. And sometimes it's hard to even say that, depending on how good the roster is and the Bills Have an elite roster. They're one of the best rosters in the National Football League, but it was the home run threat. And James Cook maybe can provide that. And sometimes it's odd to have that as a running back because you're thinking wide receiver, maybe, you know, in the Tyree Kill world or the Cooper Cup world, right? Those kind of guys. I think those kind of guys have a little bit more breakaway ability than even Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs has it if you hit him in that 15 to 20-yard stretch in that stride. He has it from there. But Tyreek Hill and Cooper cup it's almost like five to seven yards and they can go, right? We've seen it so many times. James Cook might have that ability. And I am very intrigued to see the Ken Dorsey offense in terms of utilizing James Cook and and screen plays because I think the Bills, if you want to have Josh Allen run it less, which they have noted, they've addressed, I think it's very, very, very important that the Bills not only hand the ball off you know, to the running backs, but I think the Bills should utilize a little bit more in the screen game. And it could very well be that Devin Singletary, who's shown you know, ups and downs as a, a receiving uh, running back, Zach Moss doesn't have tons there. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, James Cook could just slide right into that, into that role and be, you know, be that game breaker. And it's a big, 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 big year. For all these guys, for their own reasons, James Cook, rookie, Devin Singletary, contract year, Zach Moss, they're still kind of waiting. And of course, you have the competition too with Duke Johnson, um, just to prove himself. Uh, you know, I, I think that when you look at, you know, Zach Moss, or they're, they're looking at him. You know, hey, he was a third rounder just two years ago. What do we got? You know, is is this it? We're going to keep him on the roster. You know, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Um, I've heard a lot of people kind of slamming the guy um, as far as, well, you know, he really hasn't done anything. He really hasn't, you know, and he hasn't done a lot, but to say he's done nothing is kind of not quite fair Um, because I remember back in, you know, 2020, I remember distinctly road games at Denver and at San Francisco and this was before Moss got hurt, the Bills were handing it to him and he was wearing down the respective defense. Wearing them down. And so, let's see what Zach Moss has to bring to the table. You know? A couple things more I want to get to. One is, obviously, the competition battles. And I just think that competition is so huge, you know, for this football team, for every football team. Um, You want to have major competition, and not only just to make people better, but because the Bills with McDermott and Bean have literally created this incredible, incredible team environment Uh, because they've done that and they brought in the right character and the right personality. The competition goes up. Why? Because that personality and character and that understanding of competition, it breeds more competition because they have an understanding of it. It's everything when you have an understanding of it. Not quite a similar situation, but an analogy that would be, I think, right on par with what I was just saying is yeah, you know, watch the first four episodes of The Captain. Derek Jeter is my favorite player of all time in baseball and in sports for my lifetime over everybody. I mean, that's over MJ, Tiger, Jim Kelly, you know, a lot of guys. He's my favorite, Don Mattingly. He's my favorite above everybody. And Jeter, about halfway through the episode three, you know, was saying after they lost that 2001 World Series, you know, how hard it was, and he had a really rough offseason. And in Tampa, he was grumpy. Friends said that he didn't want to talk. He didn't want to go out to dinner. Uh, He didn't want to do anything. Not that Derek Jeter could go out to dinner many times anyway because of his public persona. But you get the point. Um, it, It was just devastating. Plus, they were exhausted emotionally. Because of 9 eleven they were trying to carry the city on a, on their shoulders. Uh, it wasn't just baseball, they were carrying the country, they were carrying New York. They were carrying really, uh, for all due purposes uh, uh, washington d c as well. And so um, you know this was a it was a hard series. and Jeter said, um, you know, losing is, you know, a lot of teams would have said, well, you know, we won three, you know, and, and it's been a really nice ride and, and that's how a lot of the guys were actually acting in, in the locker room. It was a somber locker room, but many did look at it from the other side and, and with a different perspective. Like, hey, we made it we had a good, really good run here and we played we played awesome baseball. We won three World Series. We've been there multiple times. We've had this core together, we're a dynasty, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Right? All of it, right? And there was a guy in there who just could not accept that, and it was Derek Jeter. He could not accept that. Because he said and i'm paraphrasing that you shouldn't look at it like well you just won 3 you know no 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 you don't look at it like that you look at it like you can win them all you want to win them all and i think that that was and then he said also that it had a lot to do with the guys in the room the character in the room that a lot of them felt that way of course leading up to that point in 2001 of no 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 we you know we 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 need to win them all right And so that is a, you know, that's the competitor in you. And so now we go back, and with the competitor in you in that regard, the Bills players want to win. The Bills players want to compete. They want spots. And so I think competition is just so great. And, again, like I said earlier, a lot of these guys on the Bills are going to be facing players on their own team who are much more difficult to deal with than anybody down the line in the regular season. And there's many, many competition battles out there. I mean, there are just a lot, a lot, a lot of competition battles, uh, one of which is tight end. I mean, you're bringing, you know, six four two 260 in Dawson Knox. You're bringing six six two fifty five in O.J. Howard with unbelievable hands, huge hands and, and wicked long arms, right? You're bringing that one-two punch, that, that mon- two-headed monster, so to speak, at tight end who can, you know, guys who can stretch the field, Possession type guys. Dawson Knox, of course, has had his drop problems uh, in the past. He's had some drop problems in camp as well. So let's uh, hope that he doesn't uh, have those. It's a big year for Dawson Knox as well because it's a contract year. Um, You know, if he has a great year, he'll get paid either in Buffalo or somewhere else. But that's one right there, right? They have Dawson Knox in a contract year. What does Brandon Bean do? They bring in OJ Howard. (laughs) You know, that's the stuff I'm talking about. You would already look at the tight end thing and go, oh, well, you know, Tommy Sweeney, that's a really nice bag. No! No, they bring in O.J. Howard to see if he can compete and actually steal reps from Dawson Knox, and it motivates Dawson Knox even more. So now Dawson Knox has contract year for motivation. He's got the pure comp- competitor in him for motivation. He's got O.J. Howard as a teammate to compete against for reps. That's the stuff Bean and McDermott do, you know? You look at the situation, of course, going on with the defensive ends. You know, we know Von Miller's going to get his. Von Miller is just a completely different animal. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Bills fans are just... You know, you're going to open up your eyes and go, wow, this this is a, you know. If you've seen him kind of from afar as a Bills fan and now you can see him up close every week, you, you know, you're you going to be blown away. I mean, Von Miller is just, you know. He's one of those guys who offensive coordinators have to really, 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 really game plan around. You know, uh, many defensive players have been like that in history. Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, you know, Deion Sanders, Ed Reed, Ray Nitschke, Dick Buckus, Ed Tutal-Jones. Um, Deke, You know there th- there have been there have been so many guys who are like that. Who you had J.J. Watt in his prime, Aaron Dar- uh, Aaron Aaron Donald now, uh, T.J. Watt on the Steelers is developing into one of those guys. Um, You just completely, actually not developing, but he's developing a Hall of Fame career. But he is one of those guys right now. Von Miller is one of those guys. He is a first ballot no doubt about a Hall of Famer. And Bills fans opening their eyes to that every single week. It's going to be unbelievable. We know he'll get his reps, no question. But the Bills are going to want to, you know, keep him uh, rested and ready for, you know, uh, the rest of the season as it moves on. Especially towards the end and in the postseason. But outside of that, what do you have? You have A.J. Epinesa battling for reps. You have Boogie Basham, battling for reps. You have Gregory Rousseau, who many people think is going to, <clears throat> you know, be a, a really, really uh, solid player this year and a guy who's going to take that next leap forward. Oh, what do you do? <clears throat> you bring in Shaq Lawson. <laughs> More competition, right? Defensive tackle. You go out and get Daquan Jones, okay? You make some other moves, right? You, you cut Starlet Tulele uh and, and 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 shift some people around all the rest. You've got Ed Oliver already there. You bring in Daquan Jones. You bring in Tim Settle. Oh, look at that. We'll just bring in Jordan Phillips for more competition, right? I mean it's it's real, man. You know? The competition is real on this football team. Look at the linebacker spot. Right? Tyrell Dodson. He basically was on paper, the guy to kind of a shoe in to just replace A.J. Klein, who they re- released, as the backup linebacker to Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, right? Surprise. Surprise. The Buffalo Bills, you know, they go out and draft a linebacker in Baylen Specter out of Clemson. They went out and drafted Terrell Bernard, a linebacker, out of Baylor. <laughs> Surprise. Competition, and this is without Andre Smith in there, who's going to miss some time. So there's competition galore there, and I love it. I just love it. And even without Trey White in there to start the season, I would expect him to come around, uh, come back around, maybe just in front of the bye week or just after. Uh, that would just It's just a guess. I don't know anything. Um, but Kyrie Elam is in. He's competing with Dane Jackson, who they've been high on. He's competing with, uh, you know, other corners. Uh, you know, you look at the the competition, you know, Nick McLeod, right? There's been really great vibes out of Saran Neal in camp, right? Cam Lewis in camp. Um, we know Taron Johnson is the nickel corner. One of those guys be the backup. One of those guys be, you know, a backup to an Elam, a Dane Jackson. Or could they steal it from Dane Jackson? So there's competition all over the place. The safety position, there's been safety competition as well, you know? There's no question about it. You know, that's why they brought in Jaquan Johnson some years back, right? They brought in DeMar Hamlin for that reason. And also for the possibility that in the very near future, you're not going to have Jordan Poyer and or Micah Hyde, right? You might not have Jordan Poyer as soon as after this year. Jaquan Johnson or somebody's got to step right into that role. So competition is terrific. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Oh, by the way, Matt Hawk was the punter last year. He didn't really impress a lot of people, right? You go into this year, Bills fans before the draft, oh, yeah, Matt Hawk, he's really got to improve, boom, they go draft a punter, Matt Ariza. Now, you have competition there. So, you know, Ariza, Ariza, I've heard it both ways. Um, Matt Ariza, we'll call him Ariza. I think that's going to be a great push for Matt Hawk. You know, I think that the competition across the roster is fantastic. And it's a credit to McDermott and Bean for building it up that way. Thanks for listening to the Pandemonium Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lindsley. Make sure you follow us all over social media. Of course, at BuiltInBuffalo underscore on Twitter. We are bringing you seven days a week of Buffalo Bills content. Video, audio, articles. Uh, constant things on social media, little video snippets of Team Dave and the gang doing an unbelievable job. And uh, make sure again that you subscribe to the YouTube page and uh, and get us all over the place. We're around, I don't know, 52,000, 53,000 followers on Facebook. So um, growing every day, and uh, we appreciate the best fan base in pro sports getting it done with us. And of course, you can hit me, Mike Lindsley, on Twitter at L Sports. And many times I do crossover episodes of this show over to my ML Sports Platter podcast, which goes on Monday to Friday. So make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review that podcast as well, where podcasts are found on your smartphone device. Thanks again for listening, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games.